Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, welcome to episode 85 and as you can see if you're watching the YouTube, we have another big episode because we have got some guests. One is actually a returning guest. He was our first guest all the way back in episode 17, something like that. <laughs> so we have got both Dan and Pat from Console Wars here today. Hello. What up, guys? Uh, we talked about this for a while. Very, very happy to have you guys on. We When did we do that drinking stream with you? Uh, April, May. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good guess. Yeah, that was uh, the start of all the, the madness, and we got nice and drunk that day. <laughs> <laughs> that's lightly putting it, I think. <laughs> I think half of us disappeared. I know I at least disappeared to throw up at one point. <laughs> but that's par for the course, Jim. It's true. I'm a big yeah. old bitch anymore. Mm. So. Adulthood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I, what they call that. Yeah. So you guys... Uh, what uh, what beers you got? I saw what Dan was just picking up. <laughs> yes, this this rare thing called a Miller Lite. I don't know if you've heard of it before. It's uh, it's a little bit stronger than water, and uh, if I drink thirty of them, I'll feel something. So there you go. Good palate cleanse. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm changing it up and sticking with Captain Morgan this evening. Nice. Are you wait, Captain? A little bit of Coke, I see. Uh, Captain Diet. Okay. Girls gotta, gotta keep watch this, your finger. Exactly. It's this slender, you see. I've got me a good old local Philly brew. Got me a Yards Brawler. Had me a few of these for tonight. Nice. 4.2% alcohol. I thought this was always harder, but I guess as my palate got better, worse over the years. Yeah, this just goes straight down anymore. This would be the thing like back in the Rolling Rock days when I'd be like, oh, God. Damn it, Jim. Why is that always your voice for everything? It's slowly morphing just into that voice. <laughs> That's becoming a real person anymore. Uh, all right. Well, tonight I'm going with Trogues, which is PA local, and I'm doing their Master of Pumpkin. I never nice. had this one before. It's uh, it's pretty damn good. It's really high in the nutmeg and cinnamon for a pumpkin beer. 7.5%. Oh, that's up and there. Yeah, yeah, a little heavier, and they're calling it their house wit style with pumpkin um, spices added in there. Oh, so. nice, so like a Belgian? Exactly, yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can see, it's pretty damn clear, actually, but really amber, almost no head, and gives mm -hmm. the most minimal amount of lacing. Uh, damn tasty, the little bit I've already had, so what's the, uh, usually what's doesn't the percentage well. on that? The 7.5. Uh, okay. Yeah. Does so, it have any IBUs on there? Uh, do, 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 do. I'd probably no. put that in the 50s, 40s or 50s. Yeah, it's real. I mean, there's barely any bite to this guy. So if, oh, it, if it tops 50, I would say. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Nice and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and it's in these nice, the good old 16 ounces. So mm -hmm. I got at least three of these on the side. That'll be <laughs> <hell with> <laughs> All right. So obviously everyone knows you guys at this point. But for those who don't know, why don't you guys give a quick little plug for your channel? I'm Nintendo. Wait, no. <laughs> That's it, though. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're on YouTube. We're on the YouTube. It's called Console Wars. It's a web series where we compare games, pretty much Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. We can take two games, we compare them, we throw in silly humor, and that's pretty much the show. Mm -hmm. And he's yeah. underselling the hell of it. It is a very, very well done 
show and it's very funny and these guys you gotta go over if you don't i mean chances are you already have checked them out and you might have seen a little bit more on Twitter as we've talked about two podcasts ago. Well, yeah, you guys are executive producers now, right? Uh, that's okay. right. We're, We're a little yeah. show on CBS. Work for Bumping CBS. Bumping on up in the world. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> sons of bitches. Did any? I saw your tweet today, but has anything else come out of that? Has no reached out at all? Nothing. No, yet. they're not. They are not going to reach us. out. Yeah. yeah, I doubt they would because if they reach out, then they'll know. Or it'll make it more like obvious, like yeah, we did steal your logo. That's why we're reaching out to you. So if right. they kind of ignore us, then they can be like, no, we didn't steal it. We, yeah. we don't know you anything. You people will chime in and tag us, and then the, they just get deleted. It's just like someone, someone's on it. Someone someone's knows. Aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's so shitty. Yep. As we talked about, and you know, when Dan, I don't know. I think we had asked you this before, but just refresh my mind. When did you, when you came up with that? Did you draw it? Did you commission it? Like, what happened? Um, I think how, how it went was, like, I was... <clears throat> this was when Greg was still with the show. So I was like, we need a logo, man. Something simple. Just, like, do, like, the Nintendo font for console and then the Sega font for Wars and then put, like, a Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis in the background. And then that's what he did. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's why it's, like, they could have taken it or they could have just came up with it because it's not the most original idea. It's pretty obvious if you're going to compare these two consoles what it is. But just the fact that, like, theirs looks, like, even, like, the size of the fonts almost is, like, the same. Like, the only thing that's really different is, like, the uppercase C in the word console. Right, which and I, Wars I, lays on the line instead of underneath it. That's yeah. the only difference. Yeah, so it's, like, the fact that you have, like, console and Wars, like, if it was maybe side by side, but it's, like, console over Wars and it looks pretty similar and it's funny too because i was texting greg about it it's like shit dude you see what happened to the logo he's like yeah man uppercase c i fucking like it i really like it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like god damn it <laughs> you're like that's not the thing they would say <laughs> and he kept texting me like the whole day man i really wish i made that c uppercase damn it so so obviously the next question dan what are you going to do with your cbs money <laughs> <laughs> Give some to us, obviously. <laughs> Dude, I just the the it seems obviously very blatant to us, and I think to anyone who looks at it, like you just said, but they couldn't even have gone the extra mile and flipped, like use the the Sega font for the opposite of what you guys did and the Nintendo. Like that's what I switched yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. No, this was some low level guy that's like, oh, it's my job to find a logo. Hey, let me do an internet search on this and. They're like, I got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how we make it just different enough. I have a friend who's uh, he's kind of a he's a he's a government affiliate. I'm not entirely sure in what capacity, but he he goes around basically doing uh, weed legalization things. Older gentleman, but he's got a lot of connections. And I I recently actually this past Saturday told him what had happened, and he's gonna run it by one of his uh, trademark attorneys and see if there's anything he thinks we could do yeah i mean i mean i think the fact that you guys have established us for so long if you just google console wars your guys thing comes up right for it's like it's not like you're like 50 pages down you're Mm -hmm. obscure so i don't know i think there's something there like jim and i talked about on our podcast not to the level of what you guys have but like people would use what we commissioned the same deal but it was like usually other channels and we're just like hey like you still have our exact name and the logo that you stole from us can you just drop that right like simple shit but yeah that uh could you maybe cease 
end assist match. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just, you know, at least be a little more crafty. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, no. I mean, so that was a big drum roll. These guys, though, I can't stress enough. Go out, watch their videos. Um, I, I don't know what else to say other than they're one of the best well-produced videos we've seen in a long time from content creators on YouTube. Yep. New video for Fatal Thank Fury you. just came out, what, yesterday? I believe. Uh, two days ago? Yeah. Saturday the 11th, I think, yes. is the Saturday. Probably. Yes. No, it was great was as always. You made the right pick. <laughs> now, I got to ask, when you guys get together, because we were joking before we started, like all the technical issues you can run into, but when you guys are setting up and you know you're going to do something with like costumes and all that, <laughs> does that get you more excited or you go, oh, this is going to be a long day of shooting? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, I think. Yeah, <laughs> dep- I was going to say, it depends on the costume. Like, like the last one, Fatal Fury, was fun. There wasn't a ton to do. The one before that, there was a lot to do. That was the Batman Forever. So, uh, oh yeah, there was the bat suit, the two face makeup, the Weird Al. You had the Riddler. (laughs) (laughs) So that was that was a like one whole day of just shooting just the costume stuff was like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And. did you? How did you end up liking that Batman Forever? Because I stopped by on that stream, and Pat, I know you, uh, you weren't having the best time with it. Uh, I was already having a bad day as it was, so <laughs> the goddamn glide. <laughs> that one level, I was, I just felt for you, man. I've been there with those games, and yep. oh, I could see, I could see in you exactly what happened to me. You're just like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> yup. Uh, I'll come back to this never. I'm going for a smoke. I need a drink. I'll be back. <laughs> Speaking of a drink, last week was our boy Brian's birthday. So we decided we're going to start this episode off right. Do a little shoddy shot for him. Yep. All right, Brian. Cheers, Cheers, man. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> that was a good bottle. Jameson, it's it's always hit or miss, but when you get a good one, you get a good one. Yep. So we hit the spectrum of whiskeys. You got Jameson, Jim got Tully, I got Bullet Bourbons, and then Dan had Scotch, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So we're sticking to the <laughs> Irish end. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a tendency of, and I can't wait till we can all get together, but... Us getting together and drinking has always been <laughs> excessive, to say the least. It's always worked out pretty well for Jim, I feel. All right. Yeah, especially for me. When we all I get make... together, it will be a meeting of the Ubers. Yeah. To say the least. Someone just put one of those kitty leashes on me next time. <laughs> Somebody I just... put a bell on him or something. <laughs> I, I just remember that moment, Dan, when we thought we straight up lost his ass. And... I don't remember I mean, anything. Well, that yeah, night. that's true. I was... Yeah, that's that's actually true too. Uh, I've only yeah. done one con with Dan so far, and that was uh, a video game con. And even what was it, the last day of it, I think, or the second to last day, uh, we went to a bar afterwards, and I was just like, he was gone for like half an hour, and he came back, and he's got like the, the eyes closed. I was like, what the what did you do in that <laughs> amount of time? People are nice and buy me shots. I'm not gonna <laughs> say no. <laughs> I, I, I have seen it firsthand. People do like to buy Dan shots, and almost uh, similarly, Jim abandoned me. Dan was asleep on a couch, and almost yeah. like bodyguard, I had to pick him up to a degree to help get him to the the van. It was, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you probably... I don't know, we gotta be close in weight. You're skinny and taller, but uh, <laughs> shorter and less than skinny. But I handle it like a champ. <laughs> yeah, so when as soon as the cons do come back, that was what we were saying. We were obviously playing all meet up, I think, too many games this year. That shit didn't happen. Yeah. But once it comes back... Uh, I miss the cons so much. Yeah. Just an excuse to get away and drink your face off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and networking, definitely definitely about networking and all that. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. We keep it professional around stuff. here. Yeah. <laughs> networking, all I remember is just like, going, God, why did I say that to that person? God, they must think I'm an ass. <laughs> it, I usually get too drunk, and then I buy the same game like three times at these cons. <laughs> like, oh, shit, three Jungle Books? What am I going to do with that? I've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm due for the day where, like, Bride just talks me into buying one of those, like, $400 consoles that are there. So it'll be, like, a Vetrix or 3DO or some shit like that. The ones I always want, but I'm like, I'm not spending this much on it. <laughs> yeah, this this guy always talking about his goddamn Vectrex. Like, anybody knows what the hell it is, and we finally see it at the con. It's there. <laughs> but, no, he's got to spend, like, a stupid amount of money. He's like, oh, but this Wii game. Like, no, get a Vectrex. <laughs> well, it was cute, and I can play with the family. Damn, I bought Jeff. 39 Animal Crossings. <laughs> I have so that... many farms. Never enough farms. <laughs> Speaking of games, though, what, uh, we know you guys are super busy with the channel, but you guys, what are you playing for just casual fun, if you get time for it, I should say? Uh, I, like, whenever I do have the time, I'll probably jump on for, you know, a few rounds of Call of Duty or something, like the, the most recent one, I think, what, was that Modern Warfare again? Yeah. Round round one, but uh, occasionally I'll bounce back to the retro stuff. I love my Castlevania, so I have the the suite of all the Castlevania games downloaded. Ooh. So I'll play a lot of those. Um, every now and then I'll jump back into Fallout Four. You know, just check on my settlements, see how everyone's mm -hmm. doing. <laughs> That's right. It's like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Sims at this point. Everything else is done. It's just like, here, have a tree. You're like, I need more light bulbs over here. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, why aren't you happy? You have everything. 32 water. There's only seven of you. <laughs> Can I ask, uh, what is your favorite? Because we talked about this. Castlevania is my go-to like Halloween time game. Okay. Uh, and specifically, I like Super Castlevania 4. Okay. Um, what is your go-to of that series? That series, it used to be Castlevania 2, just because I remember that the most from childhood. But then uh, Symphony of the Night, I think, is my go-to now. Okay. Like, I will jump back into that and just mess around for hours. Nice. Mm. So you're not like yeah. me where you get, like, hopelessly lost and frustrated, then put it away for a year and then try to come back to it? I think I'm at the point now where I got the castle pretty well mapped out in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. So did you dip in all the uh, Game Boy Advance and DS ones, or...? You just kind of like hit a symphony and you're like, oh, I'm good on this. No, I do. I mean, they are downloaded. What's funny is I, I recently found my Game Boy with all the games. Still works like like a champ. I mean, the original brick, not the little guy, the first version ever. Oh, and wow. uh, I think I, the one I have with that was Belmont's Revenge, I think was the Game Boy. Is game it this guy? It. It's the best one to have. Yeah, that one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's still in its uh, hard shell case and everything. Nice. Yeah. What about, about you, Dan? Dan? Um, I think I told you this um, when you joined our Batman stream, but I've been playing since it's October and I like to get yeah. scared. So I started revisiting the Resident Evil games. Mm. So I played Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> That's where I started. And uh, after beating that, after beating <laughs> that, I, I finally played Seven for the first time. 
and that's been incredible. I actually just beat it last night. I purposely oh, nice. sat with it last night. I'm like, I gotta beat it before the podcast. <laughs> we might talk about it quite a bit. But yeah, um, We were just talking about that last week when we were filming. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Pat, you gotta get because Pat hasn't played it, and I'm like, you like the old Resident Evil, man? You gotta play this, because this is, this is the best Resident Evil I've played yeah. since, like, getting scared it's... of playing the first one. It's so good. I love Have you guys Evil heard they're, they're doing a remake, like a total reboot of Resident Evil, and it's going back to, like, the original? No, because, I... I mean, they've done the remakes of, obviously, 1, 2, and 3. Right, I'm talking not like the shitty jo- or Mila Jovovich ones. Like, they're making... Oh, like, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the movie, movies. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so oh, they're rebooting I'm so it excited for that. So am I. I just found out. I was like, how is this news to me? <laughs> and, like, I'm excited, but also a little bummed, because for years I had an idea. I wanted to write a script for just Resident Evil Origins. Like, the mm-hmm. you know, the mansion. Just start with that. Yeah. Dude, I've... Uh, <laughs> Jim gets annoyed, because... I've, I'm known to make lists and do crazy research, mm-hmm. but I went into the lore of Resident Evil and I literally tracked like from literally the very beginning. Here's how the T virus was created. That same deal. Like I created a timeline, and this was just because I was bored at work. I was mm-hmm. like, let me let me just do this. But I saw that same deal. Crazy excited. Yep. And Dan, yeah, when we talked on that stream and you said you were going to do Zero, I, I think you remember me saying, like, Oop. it's a little grind heavy. <laughs> it's a lot of, like, dropping things and yeah. switching. <laughs> but, dude, Seven, yeah, as soon as you said you were you were interested in that, I couldn't recommend that enough. Yeah, it's just, it really freaked me out. Like, I remember the first night I played it, I was walking around my house, like, I would only play it at night, right? You have to play it at night. <laughs> yeah, and you right. To. Lights off. I'm walking yep. around, like, I'm expecting, like, hillbillies to come out and, like, grab me and, like, force me to like cut off my hands or something i was so freaked out after playing i don't remember the last time i got that scared playing a video mm-hmm. game i couldn't fucking believe it resident evil Dude. 7 oh my god so oh, good there it is i was gonna say i still have the original for playstation in the original box i will never get rid of it that is one game that Dude, i can yeah. never get rid of do you have the long box the old old one? Oh yeah and damn Ooh. by the way when you were in the house... Oh, and, yes. Oh, dude, yeah. That, that's that's art right there. It that's, is. I don't know what crack they were on when they designed Chris Redfield on the front, but my God, that's art. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what the, the original fu- foam. <laughs> oh. oh you smell that? That's 1998, <laughs> baby. Exactly. <laughs> it smells of a better time. <laughs> no, but that game... Uh, yeah, even from the beginning when Mia's coming up the dark stairway mm-hmm. and she's... That that game is just whew. yeah like I just ugh, so many audible yelps coming out of my yep. face it was it was intense and uh, the only thing I re- yeah the only thing I regret with that game I played it for the first time while live streaming it <laughs> so I'm trying to like be engaging but at the same time I'm trying to be into the game yeah and I fucked up so many times because I was like trying to like oh i'm answering a comment oh god what's going on like, what, you cannot why? be both engaging and terrified at the same time they exactly just, they don't crisscross <laughs> so yeah pat if you uh when you get to play it let me know what you think because okay there did you guys see though resident evil 8 is going to be coming out soon or Maybe i think not. next year yeah i saw a thing about it i didn't watch whatever came out with it or anything was it, it was, was like a two-minute teaser with some couple little cutscenes. didn't really yeah. show much okay but it looks like Resident Evil Seven again, and it's going to be what's it? It's back to Chris, right? Yeah, that's it's what I heard. Chris in some weird village, but like, I don't know. Like, without giving spoilers to Seven, like Seven isn't zombies per se, right? And Eight is 
almost, I don't know if they're werewolves or some kind of other creature, but it's very, like, you're in this whole village, and it's very horror-themed, like, going back to the mansion and, like, what the fuck is going on. But it's got that seven first-person style that I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Now, I think we need a new Patreon goal for Dan, where he buys a VR set, and then he has to play through seven in VR this time. <laughs> but he has to live stream it the whole time. So, like, yep. Pat can handle the chat. Dan has to be in groups. I'll handle the chat, but I will also, like, poke at Dan with a stick. Yep. Every now and then. The goals for Dan to shit himself on stream. That's on what I was going to say. Yeah, Pat's going to be poking me. Is that is that poop in his pants? That's poop in his <laughs> yep, pants. We did it, everybody. Now it is. Now donate. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you also have to be really drunk while you do it, too. Yep. That would be pretty funny. Okay, it oh, starts, God. I want to say it puke in your sober, mask. but just continues to get worse. Uh-huh. I think that's why I held off playing it for so long, because I was like, I gotta play some VR to get the full experience. Let me just save up for VR or wait for it to go down in price, and none of those things happened, so I just decided to play it. <laughs> I'm gonna wear yeah. full body armor when I do it, just so I don't get punched and, like, elbowed or something. <laughs> now, Jim, what about you? You, uh, you been able to play anything this past week? Yeah, I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but I wanted to touch back on that Overblood on PS1. And I actually spent a little time with that this week. So, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically like EA's Resident Evil ripoff. So you start off, like, as this guy, he has amnesia, he wakes up in a basement laboratory. Laboratory's all destroyed and blown to shit. And it's really... I'll give it this, it's really atmospheric. Like, the first hour to hour and a half of the game, you almost don't even encounter any enemies at all. It's just, like, puzzle solving and trying to just figure out what's going on. Little jump scares here and there. Wait, what's the name of it? Overblood. Okay, this sounds really familiar. Yeah, let me. I'll grab the case in a second. But okay. Yeah. Um, it's got the tank controls like Resident Evil. I was, was going to ask you that too. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh god. But, dude, like, I grew up with Resident Evil tank controls. I'm fine with tank controls. <laughs> yeah. Even these these are janky for me. Like, <laughs> like you run in, like you run in the walls, and also you like you have characters you in real time flipping f- back and forth between, kind of like how you do in Zero, but. Hmm. Like, you'll be, like, flipping back to a character you need, and he'll be, like, seven screens behind, stuck on a wall. And it's like, oh, okay, this is why people don't talk about it. <laughs> yep. But no, like, it was still, I was getting into it, and then, of course, I died. And I hadn't touched a single save spot yet. Either I didn't realize it was a save spot, or I just didn't get the one yet. So I was like, oh, that's two hours of my life wasted. I'll come back to this. <laughs> I don't know when. If we do a video, I'll come back to it, but like trying to save natalia in goldeneye you're just like you're at the end of the map and you just see her <laughs> running through flames yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and then that one proxy mine blows her up and you have to redo it again <laughs> but i made it where were you oh this goddamn npc <laughs> will i follow you but yeah nice. besides that i'll stick with the turbo mini a little bit and some games for future videos i'm working on so that's been about it nice yeah this week has been you know, let me go I, grab that I, case real quick I dicked around with uh, Call of Duty like you've had every so often. I'll hop mm-hmm. on there. But I play a, a horror game called Dead by Daylight that I've talked about on here. And it's basically a killer versus four people, like the asymmetrical style. And they keep adding like DLC. So you can have Michael Myers, oh, nice. Leatherface, the Demi Gorgon from Stranger <laughs> Things. Like crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, so that's like perfect for Halloween season. But Jim and I were talking and because he t- he brought it up as a topic have either of you touched on or know anything about that game among us among us you've probably seen the memes where it's like a little like 
color dude in a spacesuit, so it's like red. Oh, is that like the little visor guy? Yes, I've yeah. seen it. I haven't. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, or I haven't played it. Same. Free on easiest. Phones. Yeah, the easiest way. It's free on phones. It's on Steam. But like the easiest way to describe it is, you're, there's ten people. One of them is called the imposter, and his goal is to sabotage the spaceship you're on or kill the other survivors. And when someone sees a body, they report it. And it becomes about how good of a liar you are, where you're like, I don't know, this guy over here seemed like he was shady, so we should vote him off. Mm -hmm. And you can, like, exile people. It's oh, it's is... just a... Yeah, it's okay. a very good, like, social experiment. I think I, I know say. somebody who was either a developer on that or was just playing the beta, because I heard about that in, like, probably december january before it was actually released i didn't realize that's what that was and this is a little bit weird for me now <laughs> yeah. yeah it came out in like 18 but no one played it until this year apparently okay. like it blew up this year out of nowhere okay yeah some twitch streamers started like putting it out there and it got so much popularity mm. but that game is the perfect like oh, i gotta take a shit let me just play a game on my phone and <laughs> You all of a sudden, or you're at night in your bed, and like before you go to bed, you get a few in, and it's one of those like, it's I can't say the gameplay's fun, but what's fun is because you're playing with other people and you're just trying to call people on bullshit or like, like I said, it's, it's a social experiment. So mm -hmm. that's the thing that like, when I get a minute, I'll I'll do a few games here and there. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a game you, you want to set up with like a bunch of our buddies to like, do a like a big Discord call with and all play together. So. I mean, I know I'll get voted off first because. But. Yeah, but you're always suspect, Jim. <laughs> not trustworthy. I'll give you that. But no, it's actually a lot of fun. And since it's like on the phone, it's just like, oh, I'll check it out. I'll see what the meme's about. And I was like, ew. Okay. That sounds pretty actually, addictive. Yeah. It, it is, man. Very yeah. addictive. Yeah. Oh, and because you can go the, through uh, a game. Here's oh, the game. Yeah, that's oh, the game. Went away. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that does look familiar. All right. Yeah, I was telling him, Pat, that was a game like being obsessed with survival horror mm -hmm. i always saw it i never played it and i was like god damn i really want to try that out so jim yes what back to what you said we will be playing that mm -hmm. and don't worry i'll play it so we actually beat it not like you good miss safe states <laughs> have fun <laughs> game, i can't remember the name of it. It, it it's very similar to what you were the game you just showed me it's you're basically like same thing you you have amnesia your name was like Ethan something, but your like your your arms are all bandaged up, and you keep bouncing in and out of like a dark world and a normal world, and it's all in your head. And I think you have like these tel telekinetic powers. It was like You're not a, eternal darkness, or amnesia. Was like looking through a peephole on a door, but it's it's very Bioshock, Resident Evil mishmashed. The Condemned. I think that it might like be the Condemned. Like it the might condemned, be the Condemned. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the people. I, wait. I think that's what it is. I remember playing. I think they made two of them. There was that and a sequel. Yeah, I have the second one. I okay. played the first. Yeah, I remember playing the first one, and I got excited. Like, they don't look great. It looks like if they, uh, like, one of the early Star Wars games was turned into one of those. Right. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, I th I'm, I'm most positive. Now that you said the peephole, it is definitely the condemned. Yep, that like, sounds And the peephole right. was like, it was like there was a green hue to it, maybe? Yes. Or, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a creepy ass game too. Yep. Yeah, remember like you could like pull pipes off the wall with like your whatever your powers were and use those against whatever creatures they were. They weren't like zombies; they were almost more like the the ghouls from Fallout. It was something like that. Exactly. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like uh, if you heard of that game Outlast. It was Outlast before there was Outlast. Okay. So, 
Yeah. Nice. All right, Jim. So, what you got for us from Patreon? Well, Bri, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on every single episode of the Power Hour podcast. So, first up, from Game Whisperer Dean. Question to your guests. What were you thinking coming on this podcast? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Dean. <laughs> I was thinking of just getting Jim hammered and making him regret it, that's all. I get to cover a room by myself up. tomorrow at work, so <laughs> nah, this is going to go out great. So at least I can sit there on my desk all day like this and no one has to see it. So I have that going for me. Wait, Dan, did you just say you should Jim should do another shot? No. Yeah, no. it did. <laughs> well, there's two guests and we only took one round of shots, so I feel like that's a tradition, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I either, you always got to do at least two, so Jim, I mean, you don't want to be rude. You don't right? want to be the odd man out, Jim. I don't have I don't have anything by me. It's all upstairs. <laughs> Jim, just bring your bottle down. I'm not bringing the fucking bottle down. I'll, do, I'll do one more shot and regret it. <laughs> don't fill it with apple juice. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll cut this part here, and I'm saying that for myself because <laughs> I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> fucking editing. God. Do you guys split that, or who does the editing with you, Toe? It's all me, man. Oh, Dan. Dan does it. I basically, uh, I do the thumbnail, any, like, artwork that we need within the episode, backgrounds, or, uh, like, just dumb little jokey stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I show up and say my words, <laughs> and, uh, Dan pretty much does the rest. Gotcha. Dan, I, uh, I feel for you with the editing. Oh, I yeah. Know that, I know that pain. Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a lot of pain. <laughs> a lot of stress. <laughs> a lot of, like, what the fuck? Got so much shit to do. <laughs> God, I'm fucking dying here. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, man. I gotta fucking edit this shit, man. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get it done. You're gonna get it done. Say it with me. You're gonna get it done. <laughs> Say the fucking words. <laughs> and then Pat combs my hair with my blood. It's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking cop. Yeah. This guy is not a cop. He's laying there with a bullet in his belly. <laughs> what? He's just gonna decide? Oh, I fucking yeah. love fucking Reservoir Dogs, yeah. man. <laughs> Me and Jim used to always go back and forth. I love when Chris Penn, he's like, Don't you shoot my daddy. <laughs> Don't point the gun in my head. <laughs> he was trying to fuck me, daddy. You saw it. Yeah. <laughs> you know boobies, pops. Yeah. You gonna bark all day, little doggy? You yeah. gonna bite. Uh, all right, God, piss, damn it. We doing this right now, or? All right, hold on, Jim. Let me let me do the countdown since I'm cutting in that middle part. Coming back in three, two, one. All right, so Jim, got him. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna regret this tomorrow, but yes, cheers. I am. Cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. And that's why we did the podcast. Oh. Taste that? <laughs> that's Jim's regret. Ah, yes. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. That's the sound of a terrible next day. <laughs> Jim, how's that beer washing down that uh, Tully? Oh, dude, it's heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, good question, Dean. <laughs> next up, it's like, oh, we're doing this thing. Next up, from Eric Lackey. Seeing as you guys uh, gave thorough reviews of Ultimate Doom and Doom 2016, when can we expect your review of Doom Eternal? I have to play it first. Uh, Doom Eternal just came out on Game Pass, and because I don't know if it's just because Microsoft bought Bethesda and all that, yeah. but 
I'm going to be playing that. And Jim, I've been telling you, you got to get Game Pass because there's a lot of games I want you to try. So uh, the easy answer is within the next six months. That's I pretty think fair that's for a, us. That, that, that's a fair because we got a few other games we got it. We got to get the reviews out for. But that's Jim and I love the shit out of the Doom remake. So Eternal is just going to be a solid fun. weatherman answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometime in the future, possibly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, I gave a six month timeline. There you go. <laughs> no, we can do six months. <laughs> yeah. Have either of you guys played either the 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 Doom Eternal mm-hmm. or the Doom remakes? I have not. Yeah, I played the. I played the remake when we did our Doom episode. Uh, my buddy bought it for me years ago. He's like, you gotta play this Doom. I'm like, I never even fucking played the first Doom. What do I give a shit? And then we had to play <laughs> Doom for our Doom episode. So then I was like, whoa, this is awesome. What am I doing? Am I kicking him first, then shooting him? That is sweet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I really liked it. I didn't finish it, but it's it's really good. I think, like, it's you think it's, like, hard, but then, like, it's kind of easy to get life, so it's easy to stay alive. So I like that because I'm terrible at first-person shooters. But, uh, yeah, it was really enjoyable, really gruesome. <laughs> Love that shit. It's almost one of those ones where it's harder early on oh, because yeah. you haven't upgraded anything yet. Mm-hmm. So even though like you're and you're still learning the mechanics, but once you get in that rhythm and like you start like boosting some of the super weapons and the you know mega weapons or whatever, it's just the whole time it's just you flying around like chaining kills from guy to guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really enjoyable. I I gotta get back to it. I guess maybe after I'm done with the Resident Evil stuff. There you go. Yeah. Oh, wait, by the way, sorry to jump around, but the Resident Evil, what are you doing after 7? Uh, well, I'm going to do some DLC on 7, and I was thinking of going to 5, because I haven't played that one yet, and I had It's fun! It. Okay. Is that all? Okay. <laughs> I was, just, I was no. waiting for like a follow-up. It's fun, but I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like it's a meme for people to hate on it, because it's like too action-y, and like, mm-hmm. he punches boulders at one point. But, I mean... It's a, no, it's a it's a really fun game. I, we thought it got like too much hate, so like don't let the hype around it kind of sully you going in. Well, maybe it's good. It'll like lower expectations when you start it. All right, because I was thinking of doing six because I also haven't played that, and I like messaged my buddy, and I was like, it's like eight bucks on PlayStation Network. Should I should I get it? He's like, mm, I don't know, man. It's like I heard like nothing but bad things $8 about six. Does not seem like that much of a risk. <laughs> it doesn't, but apparently, yeah, here's the deal: if you pay. I don't eight dollars for that game, and Jim and I just actually talked about this last week. That's another one gets so much hate. The problem is for a Resident Evil game, it takes like thirty hours to get through the right. whole story, and the first uh, chapter, like Leon's shit, it's legit horror, and then after that, it's all action. Mm-hmm. Still well done, but it's like, dear God, when is this gonna be? Like, there's so <laughs> many fucking chapters, so it's just not a bad game, but it's just. If you ain't got the time, uh, I would say, did did you happen to do any of the remakes, like Resident Evil 1, 2, or 3 remakes? I did two. I I did one, and I'm currently, I fucked up early on two, so I gotta restart. I went the wrong way way too soon, so I got Tyrant, (laughs) or uh, Mr. X on me, and I can't go anywhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dude, the, the remakes are, they're like damn near, like Resident Evil 1 remake is still my favorite game. Um, hmm. it's just fucking, it n- hits the nail on the head better than any game yeah. I can think I of. I love the original, and like, that, because, I mean, they, the original remake was done for Dreamcast, I think, and... GameCube. GameCube, GameCube. yes, yep. thank you, yep. Yeah, GameCube. Yep. So, uh, like, how long ago was that? And it still holds up beautifully. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And then when they did the HD remake to that remake, yep. oh my god, it just... I mean, I, I'm that sucker who's bought all those updates to that Resident 1 cause, because it's my favorite game. Mm -hmm. But the 2 and 3, like, 2 made those zombies, like, oh shit, these are not just easy to take down zombies. Right. These are hard as shit, and they're scary as hell, and the lighting's all fucked up, yep. so... They'll damn, throw flickers at you, like, real fast. Oh, like, you, like, you just run in, and you're like, oh, we're there already. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, every other time, it's like, oh, okay, I came back to the house. Oh, hunters are a thing now. But no, they're just already peppered around. You're just kind of screwed. Yeah, so Dan, if you want to poop your pants legitimately, do I'd say try Resident Evil 2 Remake, if, if you can get it for a solid price. No, I already got I mean, it. I got it when it came out. Yeah, I beat that oh, shit okay. already. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I got that, and I did the 1 Remake, too. It's The 3 is the only one I haven't played yet. Because I heard it's super that, short. Yeah. That's why I haven't gotten it yet. It is. I beat, I And I take my time first time playing through a game. <clears throat> I think it took me six hours, if I'm being generous. Uh, what was three? I, I'm having a hard time remembering three. Nemesis. Yeah. Okay. Stars. Yep. Stars. Yeah. Star, yeah. Okay. I definitely played the original. Yeah, and the three remake. It's re it's same engine as two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like two where that's Leon too, isn't it? No. No, it's just Jill. Jill. Just Jill. And Carlos Oliveira. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Wow. Yeah. You're right. I completely forgot about that. I it's it, very I the original three. I always had the problem of like some parts were very unmemorable. Mm -hmm. Like they, but the nemesis thing, yeah. like he's still one of my favorite bosses yeah. from Resident Evil. Yep. And in the remake, it's like they get rid of a lot of the random puzzles, like the clock tower and some of the other stuff, mm -hmm. and they make a more cohesive story. But once I got the hang of the game, dude, I blast through it like on the hardest difficulty in three hours. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's one where I say, like, save your money unless you're a complete diehard Resident Evil fan. Yeah, I'll yeah. wait till they come out with, like, the greatest hits with all the DLC and shit yeah. for, like, 20 mm -hmm. bucks. Yep. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, Mortal Kombat's finally getting with 11. I've been waiting, like, two years to finally buy that game, and they're finally just having that, like, complete edition coming out. <laughs> yeah. That looks sick. What was the last yeah, one? Was it like Rambo every, every coming out? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Rambo's coming out. They kept Rambo. adding people every month. Like Spawn, Joker. Robocop, Rambo. right? Isn't Robocop? Yeah, Robocop and Terminator. Terminator. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. It's all the 80s guys that we grew yeah, up with. Yeah, right. that's, that's so cool. Did they actually get, um, what's his face to do the voice of Robocop? Uh, oh, Peter, Peter Weller. Yeah. Peter Weller. Yeah, I, I think they did. They did? Oh, wow. That's I can't imagine he had a lot going on. <laughs> well, he was, wait you you mean you don't see him in all those new movies <laughs> Look, he did those of couple Batman episodes of in the uh of sons of Dark anarchy <laughs> yeah he was in sons yeah. of anarchy like seven years ago yeah he's good. He's good. He, was, he was good in that and yeah in the yeah. robo in the in the batman movies you're right pat yep yeah yeah he was uh batman in dark knight returns he's great yeah yeah Actually, what do you call yeah. it? Irate Gamer just had him do like a cameo for his videos. I saw so he, like paid him a couple bucks with cameo, and like he's walking down the street shooting it. And I was like, oh my god, it looks like fucking death. Yeah, <laughs> like it was not a good look for old Peter Weller. Wait, uh, what is his cameo cost? Because if he's doing that, then we might. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that Patreon might be good use. Yeah. yeah, shit, we might do that too. We got RoboCop three on Sega and Super Nintendo, so. Oh. Well, then you got to find out who was RoboCop in oh, RoboCop three. That's right, yeah. so I can get it even cheaper. Nice. That's right. There you go. Because <laughs> I'm sure that guy's begging for money, man. Yeah, he's probably he behind the Seven Eleven. Have a good day. RoboCop needs to eat. 
<laughs> RoboCop 3. Oh, man. What a, the worst of the RoboCops. Yeah, it was funny. That was the first one I ever saw. I was like, why did anybody love these movies? Oh. And then I saw the other ones. I was like, I get it. <laughs> yep. So you take RoboCop, give him a jetpack, and he fights robot ninjas, and you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> That's almost more impressive. But now, good question, Eric. And last up from Alex Perez. In light of your recent video, what have been your best thrifting finds? Oh, uh, so Jim, obviously, Jim has gone thrifting a little more to me, but I've managed to just find, like, <clears throat> a bunch of just really good, like, PC and some random PS1 games. Um, there's actually a lot of games I have behind me are from the thrift store, but I did get Jim a pair of the donkey kong bongas <laughs> yeah and i i always find like that type of shit like the the accessories or like the actual giant stuffed uh video game characters like i have a giant stuffed donkey kong or mario or all that shit um honestly it's a crapshoot like half the time it's just a million sports games or whatever but every so often you find one and I always get that little moral dilemma when I go up, and I'm like, I know this game is worth way more. And they're, <laughs> like, asking five bucks for it. But I'm just like, all right, like, here's the game. Jack and, that. yeah. But Jim, he's way more hardcore. So, Jim, I mean, you found you found a lot thrifting. Yeah, I mean, my best thing I ever found thrifting is going to be my CDI console. Because <laughs> they definitely thought it was just a, uh, a DVD player, so it was 8 bucks. And I'm, like, looking at it, I'm like, Phillips, huh. I'm like, huh, this is pretty big for it. I was like, wait a second. I got this so game I started like, CDI. You son of a... Gimme, <laughs> gimme. I had it growing up, man. <laughs> you had a, Wait, did you have a CDI growing up? I had up? a CDI growing up. That's the only reason I have Faces of Evil. Wait, what the fuck? How did you have a CDI? Because did your parents like... Yeah, my parents were like, hey, let's buy this weird thing. That's $700. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. It was our first CD player in our house. It was wow. insane. Do you want our son to ever see the outdoors again? No. All right. No. Let's do it. There you go. Do you, you don't still have a CDI, do you, Dan? Yeah, I do. It's, I mean, it's at my dad's house. I didn't bring that, you know, huge cooler with me but you know um yeah i used to play it all the time back in the day and i used to love that game even though it's terrible it's funny when you're a kid you can love a lot of bad things like most yeah. gems game collection <laughs> <laughs> i like the ones that are interesting that's what i like to call them that's what you call them jim <laughs> but yeah besides that um it's kind of tough these days because goodwill like anytime they get an actual video game that isn't like Just Dance, they would put it right on their online store. So finding shit's gotten a mm. lot harder than it was a couple years ago. But yeah, every once like in a while, it's like still... just a disc on a shelf scratched to shit. Like it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like it'll be like a random big box PC game that like I'll have no use for, so I don't even pick it up. Mm. Like I used to be the guy who'll be like, oh, three bucks, I'll pick up whatever game. Just uh, three bucks, you can't beat that. Yeah. And now I'm just like surrounded by clutter, and I'm like, okay, I. <laughs> Unless I so have wait, any intention of ever using it, I, I'm no, I don't touch it anymore. I will say, speaking of big box games, because you just you saying that reminded me, the three things that I absolutely love that I have that I got from Goodwill are the big box Tekken from PlayStation, the XCOM UFO Defense, hmm. and the Alien Trilogy. Ah, uh, nice. 
because I love like when you showed me that Resident Evil big box, I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn, I want that. So, like I Need I have it. the yep. right the regular small one. Yeah. That's one of my favorite collectible cases yeah. out there. And I don't have many of them, but mm-hmm. those three I found in Goodwill. I was like, oh shit! I, as soon as I see them, I buy them. Well, you know what? I probably, when I was younger, I probably did trade all of them in and probably got 13 cents each one. But uh, had to, like, there was no way Resident Evil was going anywhere. That was one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah, like, I remember playing that. And same thing, I helped. How old was I? Probably 12, 13 when that was out. And you're like walking around your house after playing it, because as Dan said, you gotta play it at night. But, like, every little noise, you just... <laughs> and you stop, you listen, and then you carry on. <laughs> now, are you that friend that your buddies would come over and they would watch you play because they were too scared to play it? Uh, that Like, my brother and I would kind of do that. Like, I would play until one of us would die. Then he would, t- then he'd play, and we'd go back and forth. Like, we were both video, like, big video game kids growing up, so that was, like, we would trade off. And then Goldeneye yeah. came out, and I kicked the shit out of him. He was pissed because he's older. <laughs> he would have his. Yeah. Like, he was in high school, so say like freshman or sophomore, and I was in eighth grade. He'd have three of his friends come over, and I was just a son of a bitch with remote minds. So yeah. I would just oh, destroy them. Bastard. I would just toss them in boop, midair, just like here's your face. <laughs> it was all about the yeah. strafing in circles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You had to master those C buttons. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so funny with the older brother thing because my brother used to kick my ass in the Sega Genesis, like sports games. And then it's like, because he was older, he's in high school, I'm still in grade school. I'm like, ha, huh, you're out on dates with those girls, and I'm getting good at these video games. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> yeah, that, uh. But the Resident Evil, dude, you just mentioned trading it in. The one thing I regret the most was I one point traded in the original Resident Evil PlayStation smaller disc one mm-hmm. for the director's cut. Yep. And and I was like, and I'm I'm nowadays I'm like fuck. I wish I would have kept both. Yeah. But back then I never saw any value in like why do I need two of the same game? Yep. I just want to get the better version of the game. Mm-hmm. So yep. Yeah, you get a couple more cutscenes of the zombie over the shoulder. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, Forrest is a zombie and he comes yep. after you. <laughs> <laughs> now it's in color but less bloody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well like, I can let's... even hear the <laughs> sound that like plays yep. when it happens. And that and the Resident Evil 2 demo disc, that thing mm-hmm. too. I remember I played that so got like I wore out every possibility with the original Resident Evil One. And when that Resident Evil 2 demo disc, I was like, oh man, Kendo's gun shop gets fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> every time. But yeah, now uh, do you guys ever hit up thrift stores or like? Do you hit up any... I mean, obviously, garage sales and... What's funny is I, I'll i hit up a... I have a couple thrift stores near me, and I'll go just check out what they have, because I found some cool shit there, but nothing video game related. It's always mm-hmm. like... I, I found two full, like, army fatigue outfits for, like, costume stuff. I found, uh... I found my karate gi, which will eventually be used. It's red. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> at some point down the road, we gotta hit it. But it's already acquired. Nice. Um, no, I, I found some cool stuff there, like uh, a lot of like hockey pads and stuff. Uh, I'm not wearing hockey pads, but I am, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like just a lot of like costume stuff, which will either be used for videos or just Halloween costume stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've made a hell of a Batman scarecrow costume out of some random shit I found there. 
Yeah, that was pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found a random drum the other day. It was one drum. It was like a tom-tom, but I was like, I was like, I can, I, like, whoever had the label, they ripped the label of the brand off, but I knew it was still better than anything I had, so I was like, bucks? okay, put some heads on there, I'll be good. There you go. That's awesome. I've never found anything good at a thrift store. They're like, I'm like, whoa, they have VHSs here. Cool. Like, I, I don't know, like, I, the, v, the thrift stores by me, is just complete garbage, and like, yeah. I can never find anything good. I think I bought uh, flannel once, and that's the biggest thing I've ever bought at a thrift store. <laughs> Thrift store paying the balls because you have to go like consistently to yeah, have a chance of like exactly. ever finding anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, no, that was uh, Alex. Thank you for the question. That wraps it up this week. Yeah, and once again, thank you everyone who does support us on Patreon. We truly appreciate it. And uh, you know, keep submitting your questions. Make sure you get them in so we can answer them every podcast. So, moving on to the topics for this week. First up comes to us from My Nintendo News, but it's been around a lot of places. So basically, Famitsu had had conversation with Sega's creative director, Yosuke Okunari. I mm. think I didn't butcher that. And basically, they were talking about their mini systems. So they just had the Dreamcast, or no, the Game Gear minis come out in Japan only. And they were talking about the possibility of future mini consoles. So he kind of threw it out there. Yeah, we're gonna, we want to do some things with some things we can't do, but... It'll probably either be an SG-1000 Mini or a Dreamcast Mini. And then everyone saw that and just kind of like blew up. So, the basic question on everyone's mind is, if a Dreamcast Mini comes out, what are the games you want to see on there? Okay, before we get into it, what's how much did you guys actually play the Dreamcast? I was going to say, I barely played the Dreamcast, so... Right. Less than 1%. Yeah. I was one of the suckers who got it because of Resident Evil Code Veronica, um, which I've talked about my opinion of that game since then. Uh, this The system I really liked, it had a lot of good gems like Power Stone. It had, for me, Zombies Revenge. So I think you got to have like Crazy Taxi on there, which I still love that soundtrack with like, you know, oh, yeah. uh, Offspring and all that. Offspring, like, Bad Religion, all that. Yeah, yeah I love the soundtrack for Crazy Taxi and, and it was one of my favorite arcade games. It's such a goofy idea. Um, <laughs> throw that on there. Throw Power Stone because it's one of the most coveted. Throw Marvel vs. Capcom 2 because that Ooh. was the game that really sold that console. I yep. love that game. I had it for PS2. And I fucking... That's my favorite fighting game of all time. <laughs> we so, had the arcade yes. version of it. We actually had the box at my brother's house. <laughs> oh, Damn. shit. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know you Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> but yeah, like, you gotta have that. I mean, uh, there's no way to throw in Code Veronica on there. But, like, for me, for nostalgia, I love Zombie Revenge. And I showed that to Jim. And he actually really enjoyed it. It's a very it fun, fun arcade I think it was an arcade port. I, I don't know if it was in the arcade. I only know it from Dreamcast, but it plays... It's just, I think it's just a weird spinoff of House of the Dead, that whole series, but it's just like a beat-em-up. Yes. Um, outside of that, like, I mean, there's there. I had a couple different racing games I played. I wasn't that deep. Like, I best case, I had 12 games for the Dreamcast at any given time. So, I'm not an expert on that. Yeah, I guess, like, at first I would say, like, there's no way an SG-1000 mini's gonna happen, because I think Sega knows no one would buy that shit. Like, that was their Japan-only system before the Master System. Like, it's either they make keep that in Japan, or they're just not gonna do it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I barely played... Like, my most 
Dreamcast experience was playing at my friend's house. So, like, I would want to see, like, Raid or Rumble, because, like, that was the one I remember, like, in EB games that they would always have set up. And I had Raid or Rumble on the N64, and I loved it. But then you see it on a Dreamcast, and you're like, holy shit, these graphics are amazing. Like, that was always, like, that stepping stone kind of game for me. And maybe, like, the weird one, like, Choo Choo Rocket for, like, a puzzle game. Or NFL 2K1 or NBA 2K1, like, some of the best non-EA sports games that were ever made. So that's, like, kind of some of the weird shit that I like to see on there. Because, I mean, my favorite game on the system is Typing of the Dead, and you won't see that on a mini, so... Thank God. <laughs> Fucking Typing That game is a goddamn masterpiece, and it's perfect edutainment, Brian. Yeah, that was the one time when all the times where your parents would yell at you about you need to do your schoolwork and type and shit, it paid off for you. You finally were like, I'm good at games. I find the game that was made for me for being locked in my house as a kid. Yeah. (laughs) The Dreamcast, like I said, it's one of those weird systems. The things I remember about it is it was the best arcade perfect and affordable because neo geo wasn't fucking affordable mm-hmm. where i was like okay this is affordable and it was the first online game i remember putting the landline in there and going on the internet with my friends like oh my god like uh, like you can go on the internet here but outside of that like i can't think of super memorable games from anything outside of what we just mentioned so mm. a mini version of it i don't know how well that'll do like, the Sonic Adventures, you gotta put them on there, and I guess, like, Skies of Arcadia or shit like that, or maybe Fantasy Star Online, but... I played Skies of Arcadia. Mm. Didn't that come out on GameCube, maybe? They did. They remade it. They remastered yeah. it for GameCube, Okay, yeah. yeah, I played a little bit of it. I you know what I played? I played uh, Grandia 2. That's a role-playing game. They, they yep, made that for it? PS2, and I heard that the Dreamcast version's a lot better, and I really like that game, so... Grandia 2, that's my, my vote right there. RPG okay. guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> Jim's not the RPG guy. I am no. also not an RPG I'm guy. I'm a huge JRPG guy, so Grandia 2 all the way. Stories and video games with menu simulators. Oh boy, I can't wait to do this for 80 hours. <laughs> it's my bread and butter. Yeah, we've established with Jim, he's he's that, that surface level. He, he likes everything. He doesn't want to go deep. He doesn't want meaning. He doesn't want story. He just wants everything up top. And it's fine. That's what he wants in video games, movies, music, whatever. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Getting into this conversation again, huh? <laughs> I honestly think, like, for moving forward with all the, like, the minis that they keep doing, like, I would love an N64 mini. Yes. Like, that would probably be my, the one I would be most excited about. And, like, they show with, like, the Switch now with, like, the 3D All-Stars. Like, they can emulate the M64 and make it look good. Right, Exactly. Mm. The biggest problem with the N64 Mini is they have to get a Rare license. Yep. Because if you don't have Rare, like, don't get me wrong, they have plenty of the first-party titles and some other miscellaneous, but Rare is honestly what helped make that system so much fun. Right. Yeah, because you, you had Donkey Kong, you had, I think they were also Killer Instinct. GoldenEye, Golden Perfect Eye, Dark, yep. all of Like, it's yeah. Banjo-Kazooie. Like, yep. Yeah, like, you can't not have... Like, when you think N64, chances are you're either thinking of... of, Yeah, exactly. Pilot Wing 64. Yeah, that's a great game. game. I actually have that, too. I used to just plow right into the ground with the skydiver, just those little bubbles that would blow up and be like, sorry, man. (laughs) Damn, I was joking. You guys guys like Pilot Wings. Oh, shit. I love Pilot Wings. (laughs) Dude. It was was like game one or two, right? So, So it's like... 
Mario 64 came out and Pilot Wings came out. And my buddy Those were the two I, games. My yep. buddy and I were both getting N64s. So it was like, well, we shouldn't get the same game because that would be stupid. So You I'll, got fucked, didn't you? I'll get Mario. <laughs> you <laughs> get Pilot Wings. So Ooh. you can guess which one of us was mad at the other the rest of our lives. It well, here's me. a good story for you. Just the N64 thing. So we were supposed to get the N64 as a Christmas present the year it came out. Like one of the big things, you know? Right. So mom had bought it months in advance. Now, mom just happened to work nights. She was a police dispatcher. So my brother and I would find it already wrapped. We would literally cut the tape line, take it out, hook it up, play it while she was at work, put it back in the box, slide it back <laughs> into the wrapping, and just put it right back where it was. So Christmas morning, we pretty much had uh, most of the stars already updated <laughs> in Mario. <laughs> That's that's uh that's quite ingenious. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and no parents ever going to check that either. Nope, nope. We uh, cut it right on the tape, and then we were like perfect about sliding it right back in. Dan, it is funny you mentioned pilot wings out. Two oh, things gosh. about that. One, that was one of my thrift store finds, which <laughs> I got for like a dollar, and I always remembered like that was a kind of fun game because I same deal. I had a buddy who got the system, and he chose that over Mar- Mario for whatever oh, reason. Poor son. But um, the other thing is, and we don't have a topic for it this this week. But we can make a topic. Week, yeah, we always do like gaming music, which is like songs and games that are inspired by real music, or vice versa. Like real right. songs are inspired yeah. by game music. So on Pilot Wings, and I, it's gonna kill me because I, I had this as a potential. Um, celebration is used. As a background, and it's a very obvious as soon as you hear it. And Dan, I don't know if you remember the game enough, but I think it's uh, stage like three or something. I, I I can't remember. Do you remember the uh, gyroscope the... or gy- uh, gyro- gyroplane? Gyroplane, yes, the gyroplane level. If you listen to that theme, it's using celebration, celebration as the background. And it's one of those ones where every week when we talk about these, some of them are super obvious. Other ones, like, we've had songs like Baby Got Back and, like, goofy <laughs> shit where you're like, no way. And then you listen to it, you're like, holy shit, no, it is. <laughs> this one is pretty damn spot on when you listen to it. <laughs> Celebration was used in the N64 in, like, Diddy Kong Racing, Pilot Wings, and a few different things. A few but different yeah, things. You mentioned oh. Pilot Wings. Yes. So I had to just throw it in there. That. Well. You mentioned pilot wings. <laughs> Celebration. <laughs> I still think Baby Got Back being the character selecting Contra Hardcore was the uh, <laughs> the most random one you've ever found so far. Wow. I never thought of that. Now I'm thinking of it. Wow. It yep. is. <laughs> yep. It's... I totally hear it. Oh, my God. And I can even dun, hear them dun, 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 saying dun, their dun, own like, That's rock. That's rock. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh my oh, god, that, was, that is uh, Baby Got Back. Oh my god. I was god. gonna say, that was like us with uh, pa- the Paperboy one. We heard uh, Nelly. I heard Nelly, yeah. You heard Nelly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah no, that is so fucking Paperboy Wait, 2. did Nelly take a song from Paperboy? Paperboy 2 is... Brian, write this down. <laughs> it's Nelly. Hot in here. I, I am writing it down. Yep. Listen, just watch our Paperboy episode, because we compare the <laughs> Good theme plug. from Paperboy 2 for Super Nintendo yeah. to Hot in Here by Nelly. It's got, it's you know... Obviously, it's, it's got the, the rap, beat but it's got and, the yeah. same rhythm. A little bit, uh, uh, and a little. I even splice it so you can like kind of hear it back to back. It's 
pretty crazy how much it sounds like it. Mm -hmm. I will gladly use that and plug the shit out of your episode when we do it too. Because right now it's so... I mean, last week or two weeks ago, we did all the... I I tried to mass cover all the Doom. And you said you didn't play Doom, but I mean, Dan, I know you being a huge... uh, Nine-ish nails. Nine Inch Nails, Alice in Chains, Pantera, Metallica. Mm. I, literally, that's all that Doom soundtrack. I don't think there's an original soundtrack they made. <laughs> all of it is pulled from 90s, 80s, late 80s metal. Mm. And, yeah, like, we've been going through these. But, uh, yeah, I had to throw a celebration just because you <laughs> mentioned Pilot Wings. So, thank you. <laughs> In all fairness, though, they didn't write the Paperboy 2 thing because of Nelly. The Nelly thing came out years later, so I think Nelly took it. Nelly stole it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm, that's, and I no, will that's, die on that hill. No, that's harder <laughs> to find because yes. we keep trying to find ones where, like, real artists stole it from video games. Yep. And so far, the only one we had was, like, Janet Jackson ripping off Sonic on the Game Gear. Yep. So, besides that, like, everything's Everywhere been the other I go, way around. Yep. Exactly. I gotta I gotta listen to that because I'm not familiar with the the Game Gear soundtrack, but no, I know, I know that Janet Jackson song. That that the riff is you're gonna be like, okay, hmm. yeah, it's very creepy, but it's it's I'll much more. a clip more... of the segment. We but we cut that into a segment too. Yeah. Oh, so you cut something and then I cut something and then uh, wait, this is what we do. We give it? and receive. <laughs> cut the shit out of stuff. Right. So. Cut that last line. I will. <laughs> I have to cross-reference something, but there is some... I forget if it's either Hotel California or Stairway to Heaven, but there is something in there that I, I, I've heard, and you can only really hear it if you're listening on headphones or really good speakers, but there's one little section that sounds very much like something from Zelda. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Ooh. Huh. Hotel, wait, I'm going to have to look for it, but when I do, I'll, I'll isolate it and send it to you. Yeah, let us know. Okay. I'm writing that down as well, too. Yeah. Oh, dude, speaking of Zelda, that was our one last week. Zelda Link to the Past, when they're at Death Mountain, is the Imperial March from Star Wars. Mm, yep. I yep. That one I definitely know. Yeah. And that one, it's like a more obvious, but it's almost so obvious that you don't think about it. Yep. When I sat and heard it, I was like, son of a bitch. Oh, uh, there's another one, too, you just reminded me of. It's one of the, uh, I think it's Super Mario 3. It's the uh, the boats. Oh, Reminds yeah. Reminds um, me of something. Yes, I had that one listed. God damn it. Well, uh, well, one of the, uh, in an old Console Wars episode, I think it was one of the Home Alone games, mm-hmm. is totally stole Weird Science. Totally. Weird Science. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I kind of remember the music to the games, but that, okay. Well, I think it was the first Home Alone game. It was just like, da 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 <laughs> it's totally it's exactly the same I, I think it's one of the home alone games i'm a little i've had a few shots and i can't remember exactly. <laughs> but uh i'm pretty sure it's the first home alone game and i think it's the sega genesis one. the ghostbusters game totally ripped off huey lewis am i right <laughs> what <laughs> nice yeah that, that those segments that it's one of the ones we love like we love going back and be like god damn like does that change your mind on loving an old theme that you heard as a kid, knowing mm-hmm. that it's kind of a ripoff of a popular song? Yeah, right. like it's crazy. Like Streets of Rage Two, the first stage, right? I always thought that the move every mountain. I thought it was the Mystic Men or something. You guys know the song? That's Streets of oh, Rage yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah. I thought no, 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 I know the Streets of Rage Two song, but Mystic what? Yeah, there's there's like move every mountain or something is is the song that ripped. They ripped off the 
the Mystic Mountain people. And then I thought the Mystic Mountain people stole from Suture Rage 2. So I was so confused. So, I think Mystic Mountain or something? I'm probably not saying it right. But the first stage of Streets of Rage 2 is not an original. It's stolen. And I was so really? bummed to hear that. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Streets of Rage 2, Jim. What the oh, hell no, is no, that called? Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Stage 4. Stage 4. My bad. Stage oh. 4. Stage 4. Okay. Wait, what? what's stage 4? Uh, how the fuck? fuck. This is killing me now. Like the actual stage four, or like the fourth song. The the stage. I think it's actually stage four. Uh, when they're okay. in the, I think it's the baseball field one. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Mystic Men move every mountain. I think is the is the thing. And then you. And then Streets of Rage. Just Streets of Rage and whatever I keep saying. I, it's it's all begins with M. I can't remember. Exactly. I I am writing all of this down and I will. <laughs> I got I got a fucking internet in front of me. <laughs> Let me see. All right, now keeping the music chain rolling, like, like I don't think any of us care really that much about like Microsoft and GameStop teaming up. Like they're working together. Game Microsoft's going to keep GameStop alive for a little while right. longer for exclusive shit. Okay. Well, These are stuff we could say. A forty dollar action figure. Right. Yeah. Basically, just I mean, just Master Chief stuff instead of uh, Funko Pops now. Yeah. I mean that's unfortunately Jim and I said we. I always appreciate GameStop as my go-to if I want to get physical copies of mm-hmm. games of last generation. Like, if I want 360 games or whatever, and soon it'll be Xbox One and PS4, like, I could get three games for 20 bucks or whatever it was. Right. And that was the last place I could do that because all the actual video game stores near us tend to overcharge be like ebay prices with a little bit higher and they don't usually carry last console or current console so that was my like if i needed a physical copy and i wanted to get it right away that was my last place to go to so i wasn't one of those people that was happy gamestop was going away Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm fine if microsoft is keeping them alive like if i need physical shit cool yeah, I just I just messaged everybody. So it's it's the shaman. I was way off. The shaman, but it is move any mountain. Don't live in the mountain. It's, it's move any mountain, and I'm pretty sure it's the Streets of Rage uh, four, level four theme, and it's exactly ripped off from this band. And I thought the band ripped it off from them, and I remember hearing it on the radio one day, and it blew my. I was like, what? They stole it from Streets of Rage, but oh, no. dude, it's exactly the same, and that is definitely <laughs> gonna be our topic next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> I remember like uh, researching it during our Streets of Rage 2 episode because I was going to be like, and then this band stole it from them. And I was like surprised, like, oh, no, they stole it from this band. All right, I'm just not going to mention that because I like this song. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, Streets of Rage 2 is debatably, and you got, obviously, you guys have been through so many Sega and Super NES games. But when I think of best soundtracks for the Genesis it's hard not to put Streets of Rage two as top three easily. It's tough, but like, I, I also like kind of Streets of Rage one a little more, maybe. Uh, you like oh, it? That's great too, and it is good. But you're gonna say that entire soundtrack's better than two? I guess two has a lot more, so it's yeah. it's, it's, it's easier because like one only has eight songs, pretty much. Right. Like, um, but like, I I don't know, man. Like one was the first one, and then that opening theme. The first time you hear that Streets of Rage theme, it's like it chills, it chills down your spine. And what they do with like a four meg card too, like it's kind of crazy what he fit on there. Yeah, like that, for being such an early game and shit. No, one I remember that opening theme. Uh, what the hell is it called? Moon Beach or whatever the hell it was. Moon Beach is a classic. 
And then it was that uh, that first stage. Uh, the fuck is it called? Like dilapidated town or something? You remember that, Jim? Stop looking at your phone, you son of a bitch. No, no I was looking at fucking something good. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what? It just came over me. But no, but I know what you're talking about though. With the uh, like the second stage, that more like jazzy, like low uh, key kind of town. Uh, yeah, I think game. it's called Dilapidated Town. But no, one is great. But I don't know. Two, when I think of of soundtracks of Sega Genesis, you take away Sonic's Sonic One. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's probably one of the most memorable from that that console. That's good. It's just stage one in Streets of Rage Two is so good. It's oof, it's just so good. <laughs> but like, I still I still really like like stage five in Streets of Rage One. Oh, that on the boat. That on song boat, gets me. Yep. That song gets me. I just I can run to that shit. And I run. I do run to that shit. So I like that. You know what no now one likes is Streets of Rage 3 because that soundtrack oh, sucks. Because Jim loves it and he argues that it's actually pretty good and I refuse to put it in a top 10 list of any Streets of Rage games that we I did. said the disco <laughs> song should have been on the top 10 list. Which at the very least. Why had one representative. <laughs> Didn't I put? I think I put that in the power hour just, <laughs> just to fuck with you guys. I think yes, you, you did. did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was way too excited than I should be. <laughs> That's your but, life. <laughs> all right, but speaking of fucking with people, all right, let's let's keep this game going. So, Dan, one of our recurring segments is which is better. So, for you, I'm going to say which is better between two of your loves, Nirvana or Alice in Chains. <sighs> this is tough. This is this this is tough because I'm in a trivia band for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Nirvana is the reason I picked up a guitar and decided to sing and be in a band, and I'm kind of a music teacher, so, you know, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing with my life right now. And then there's Alice in Chains, which is just fucking so good. Um, gun to my head, though? Gotta go with Nirvana. I just, it's in my DNA, man. Like, I fucking sound like Kurt Cobain when I sing. I fucking, I know how to play, like, almost every song on guitar. And just, yeah, like I said, it's the reason I play guitar and the reason I really got into music at all and kind of found direction in life because, like, uh, before that I was just kind of like, I don't know, I don't have, I didn't really feel like I had an identity. I'm just the weird-looking half-Asian kid. (laughs) (laughs) And um, now I was like, all right, music. Music just became, like, everything to me. It became my shield. It became my identity. So um, Nirvana, man, like, all the way. That's just what I got to do. What about you, Pat? What do you think? I'd probably say the same. I mean, I liked them both growing up, but I think Nirvana was definitely more of a mainstay, or, like, I I was more familiar with them growing up, and I remember Kurt's death, and that was, like, what was I, 10? I think I was 10 when that happened. 9 or 10, but I was just like, holy shit, and that just kind of resonated. Um... You know, and then I kind of got into Alice in Chains later on, but nothing like Nirvana. Like, I think I still have every album on CD. Gotcha. Now, let me ask you, both you guys, um, what, between lyricists, who do you prefer? Like, putting aside song Mm. lyrics or or the actual band behind them, just lyricists based on their voice, who do you prefer? I mean, if I'm going to go, like, strictly, like... I mean, lyrics and voice are, I'm going to kind of separate those yep. um, I kind of like 
I, again, I'm gonna go with Nirvana for lyrics, because, like, as a songwriter, as a terrible songwriter, I kind of went the Nirvana route, just like, let's just make some fucking weird fucking words that kind of sound like this, because, like, I'm, it's mostly the music for me, like, Kurt Cobain was always about, like, the music first and the lyrics second, and that's kind of, like, how I approach my songwriting, too. Okay. I feel like Lane was probably, since he wasn't really the main songwriter, it was, I feel like it was mostly, like, Jerry coming up with a riff, and then he'd be like, okay, maybe I got something here. But Although Lane did write his own songs. But I feel like um, Lane's a little more spot on, like heavy drug <laughs> references and a lot of yeah. what Lane does. And then Kurt's, it's a, you know, it's still pretty dark. It could get but very dark. Broad. Yeah, it's exactly more broad, a little more vague, not really Are you telling like, me Rape Me was not dark? <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it's not as dark dark i mean it was it was more of a personal message about the band just like how they yeah. felt like people were treating them mm-hmm. and um you know that gets played on the radio <laughs> so right. um but i guess it does. So, yeah so i it's a nice richard cheese version i think i guess i could prefer like <laughs> kurt's kind of like i'm gonna i don't give a fuck about like anything so i'm just gonna write kind of like whatever and, and if it's still popular whatever and it was and like smells like teen spirit what the fuck's that about nobody fucking knows yeah. but everybody fucking loves that song as opposed to Alice in Chains, where it's like, well, this is about something. Oh, yeah, I could feel this guy's, like, in pain. He's down in a hole, whatever. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so, like, for lyrics, I'll go to Kurt. But, like, when you go, like, toe-to-toe, like, vocally, I'm going to give the edge to Lane. Just because that's such a unique voice. I've never yeah, heard anybody sure. anybody since, like, just come even close. I know there's, like, bands like Godsmack that kind of come close and are very influenced by Alice in Chains. But, like, you just, you just watch Alice in Chains live. Like, this skinny, 80 pounds when wet guy come up with this... Where does he... Where does that come from? Like, Mm. it just blows my fucking mind. And it breaks my heart that, like, he... His addiction, like, overcame him because he was so fucking talented. That is fucking talent. Like, just making that sound coming out of that fucking tiny body. So, like, I'll give the lyrics to Kurt, but I'll give the vocal talent to Lane. Did you see their um, Alice in Chains unplugged when Lane was really sick? Oh, yeah. And he was still belting out that shit just acoustically. I was like, God damn. Like, yeah, vocally, I was like, like, that was not the person I was expecting to like. Because as a kid, I I knew Alice in Chains very eh, on the Mm. surface. But then as YouTube and shit and I looked up, I was like, that was not the body I was expecting, like belting out some of this shit. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, expect a bigger guy. Um, yeah, 1996, dude, he, he was losing teeth at that point. He had, he had yep. to wear these fingerless gloves because the heroin the, all the, it just destroyed his veins. So he could not he could not not wear gloves. It's insane like how damaged he was as an individual and still just able just to have this immense talent. And it's just so fucking heartbreaking to see that, that shit is overtaken by the drugs, man. So to close out this particular segment, though, and it may be too hard for you guys, but I want to throw it out there. Favorite Nirvana and Alice in Chains songs. And I know that's probably really tough. <laughs> uh, I want to say, I, for me, I think the song that gets stuck in my head from Nirvana more often than not is In the Pines. That one just kind of pops in there. Where did you sleep last night? Yeah, yeah. Where did you sleep last night? Yeah, that one will just pop in there, and it'll stay there for a while. And I think Alice in Chains probably Rooster. That one, that's the one that gets stuck in my head like, at random from them. Nice. What about you, Dan? 
Um, I know the Nirvana one. It's Lithium. I just I've talked about Nirvana being this dark band, but Lithium, even though it's like kind of subject matter because it's about a drug, Lithium, but it just it's mm-hmm. when that fucking yeah yeah when that fucking kicks in, man, I just like. I don't know, something, like, some drug in my head, like, some endorphins <laughs> or something just kick in, like, and that's just, like, it's, like, lithium. yeah, it's audio <laughs> lithium, man, and it's just, like, yeah, this is, like, this is it, man, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel it, it's amazing, it's a hard song to perform vocally, but I, it's definitely my favorite Nirvana song, just because, like, even the way he, like, plays lyrically, just, like, I'm, I found my friends there in my head, just, mm-hmm. just the playful manner of that, too, so, lyrically, and then the melody is just the catchiest and happiest <laughs> if that's a it thing is. Nirvana does yeah. <laughs> so I really love that one and Alice in Chains is a little bit harder cause I don't know there's just so many but I think I told you this um, when we were doing the power hour actually I'm um, not not the power hour but um, the, the fuck the dealer uh, we, I put it cause I put on my Alice in Chains mix and I think Nutshell just might be my favorite okay. Alice in Chains song just like uh, Lane out there just by himself it's, it's a very a low and low and somber song but it's very powerful at the same time and the way they they use that song to open up um unplugged too so it was just like yes yep. this, that was the perfect song to open up unplugged and i think it's my favorite alice in chain song nice what about you jim i think for nirvana i'm kind of torn it's either going to be like if i'm going to go for like the deep cut like probably like the song i like the most it's probably been a son Interesting. I'm gonna, why want to go? Why that? I, I'm just curious. I'm so. It's, it's just. A, it's a it's the one. rhythm. Yeah, it's just the rhythm to it. Like, because hmm. like I've I've said it on here before. Like being a drummer, like the last thing I care about is lyrics <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. So like, like as long as it's like if the lyrics have a good flow, then I can get into it. But like something about that and lounge act would be like my two flip flops. Mm. I love for like, the ones that I like the most. Oh, I love oh yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, but like, I, or or you, if you want to go even a deeper cut, do I hate myself and want to die mm. off the Beavis <laughs> and Butthead album? So nice, a little uh, little on the nose of a of a title for a song. Yeah, <laughs> was gonna be the original title of In Utero, but the <laughs> the studio's yeah, like right? maybe yeah. let's not call it that. Let's yeah. make something that might sell. Let's try this first. Have you thought about calling it Aw Shucks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Jim, what about Alice in Chains? That's tough because I never, I still haven't dug that deep into their like back catalog. So like, if I'm gonna go straight up Alice in Chains, it'll probably be like a normie answer, like Dirt or Them Bones. Like those are the ones I like the most. But anytime I want that like Alice in Chains feel, I always like, I'll randomly go to because of an old cover band I was in, Jerry Cantrell's like solo stuff and like his song Cut You In. Like for some mm. whatever reason, like if I want like an Alice in Chains sounding kind of deal, like. Because Jerry was just as important with the lyrics and the vocals as Lane was, arguably. Yeah. So, like, if you hear one of his songs, it sounds just like an Alice in Chains song. So that'll nice. probably be, like, the one I go there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, mine are pretty easier, but they're more tied to nostalgia and just general moods of when I heard them and things I think about the most. Nirvana is Come As You Are. Uh, that's, like... One of the ones, like, just lyrically, I'm very much into lyrics and meanings of the shit. So, for me, that connected with me much more. And then, uh, Alice in Chains. The first song I heard was Man in the Box, and that was always mine. But as of now, it's probably Wood. Because Mm. that song, like, um, once it gets into the rift, uh, like, I don't sing any Alice in Chains song as hard as I do that. Once it really gets into it. 
That's a fun one. I and I can never hit one. any. I mean, obviously, I'm no <laughs> near you, Dan. But like, I I'll be in my car. I'll be screaming it out like the whole lyrics. Into so. the flood again. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 I love that one too. It's a good yeah. one. Now, Dan, which one's more fun as a band to play? Um, ooh, for Alice in Chains or Nirvana or both? Uh, I was gonna say between the two bands, which one do you think is more fun to play? It's tough. I mean, it really depends on the song. Like, I love playing like the stupid Nirvana, or not necessarily stupid, but like the less popular. Like, I love it when we go into like Blue or Soundless Apprentice for Nirvana, ah, and yeah. I love uh, like Them Bones and Angry Chair for Alice in Chains. Well, not necessarily obscure for them, because we don't, we're not, we're not that deep into the Alice in Chains library yet. So, um, I mean, I'm just more comfortable doing Nirvana, so I'm, I guess I'm gonna lean towards that. But I do, surprisingly, like our last show, which was like, you know, during this COVID era, like our Nirvana set didn't really connect with the crowd, but our Alice in Chains did, and I was just like, oh wow, so. <laughs> You know, whatever connects, you know, whatever works at the moment. It's usually Nirvana, but uh, the last show was Alice in Chains. I would imagine some of those Alice in Chains screams being a little tough to get out there. They're, they're, it's difficult. <laughs> Alice in Chains is a lot more difficult for me vocally, just because it's, it's Wayne has an It's difficult for range. anyone, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't really have Lane's voice, and I, I kind of do this poor I think Not many people do. Yeah, exactly, like I said. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's it's tough, but it's it's also fun because you know we the I love the harmonies of Alice in Chains. That's one of the hooks that they have is they have the fucking like they're haunting harmonies. I love that's why I love um, Angry Chair so much. It's just like this kind of it's just oh it's so fucking good, man. I love that band. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has Kevin Conroy's voice, so there you go. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I need Kevin Conroy to sing Angry Chair. Can you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going down. <laughs> that was beautiful seeing that comment section on that video because the whole time I was just like, holy shit, he sounds just like Kevin Conroy. He sounds just like fucking Batman. <laughs> it was always weird, like the ones that were like, he just sounds like Val Kilmer. I'm like, what the I, fuck? Somebody said that. I was like, what the fuck? Val Kilmer do you what? know? Yeah, what Batman Forever did you watch, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name. Are we talking <laughs> ice or are we talking like fat, like, you know, drug addict Val Kilmer in 2005? <laughs> Which one here? The one from yeah. the Doors movie. <laughs> so wait so speaking of which is better jim actually put up another topic here um and this should be i I think it should be much quicker than what we just talked about but uh what do you guys think is better between the original nes punch out you call it mike mike tyson's Mm -hmm, punch out whatever versus super punch out for the super nes wait which what's better yeah between the two and you can tie in, and this is where, you know, if you go on a technical level, we understand which one's better. But from historical context, what you think age better, all the above, which do you guys personally think is better? Which yeah, one's people better? Always get, people always get mad because they're like, well, what do you categorize it by? And we're just like, it's, it's a fucking bit. Like, just, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate that too, by the way. Like, when people mm-hmm. are like, well, how could you say this is better when it's clearly this? It's like, dude, you understand we had a puppet talking about <laughs> wanting to see us oiled up it, it, it's yeah. kind of a comedy shtick okay don't take it so fucking seriously I, uh-huh. you know it's just uh, well, some just of the comments we get that are like that long i'm like okay yeah, bud okay. yeah uh, okay i'm not gonna read that <laughs> yeah yep 
What are you, a fucking co-op? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get some departed in before this time. Oh, it's working. It's working overtime. <laughs> overtime. Not you fun. smoke, you don't smoke. What do you want? Is health not? Go fuck yourself. They wouldn't be Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's the only one who can say that here. <laughs> I am, because I'm not fully white. <laughs> So what do you guys think? I mean, I'm going. I'm, I'm going I'm original. I love the original. Like that. Yeah. I played that so much. Like so many hours spent. Once you get to Mister Goddamn Sandman, uh, <laughs> it was just like when you get to the second round. Like, why is Don Flamingo not going down so easy now? <laughs> yep. Is there anyone here? Let me ask this: Does anyone here think Super Punch Out is better? No. I'm, I'm not even gonna yeah. go like on nostalgia because i barely even played the original punch out but you know what i did i listened to the music a lot oddly yeah. enough and oh, so just based on the music the like music I, yeah i still yeah. love the music it's it's so fucking tight the music and the original but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't hum anything from the super nintendo game because yeah. it's not that good compared I mean, you to got the carl winslow training you it's amazing right that yeah like I mean, super like super's a good game but and it mimics your arcade well but no i don't think anyone's really going to take that yeah. over the yeah. NES original this right. is one of those beautiful examples of we know tech on a technical level graphics whatever yes obviously super nintendo is better but the nes just aged better no one ever yeah. talks about the right. super nes exactly version. and it's one of those series where you do wonder like why didn't it become like all the franchises that nes spawned right uh like that's one game that kind of lived and died by the nes like it was done with that and it was such a goddamn iconic it's arguably one of the best sports games next to tecmo super bowl on the nes like why didn't it become such a franchise because it was so goddamn fun like you could literally put a video of the game up and put it on mute and i will know every song and sound that's happening (laughs) as i'm watching it yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, that was from our buddy Kit, so good one, but I mean, it's like, we know which one kind of should be, but we know which one it is. Like, right. Plus, it has Mario in it. It does. It does. Very true. And our last topic for the night, uh, one from a guy you guys know well, our buddy Todd Snarkast. Uh, Overrated, yep. underrated. Crash Bandicoot, the character. Ooh. Or the series. I might go the series. I think he meant series. I think he did. Yeah, I enjoyed them. I mean, they were fun. I mean, they got a little more difficult later on, but they were damn fun. And I like, you know what? I enjoy the game almost just for the commercials with the guy in the Crash Bandicoot suit. <laughs> yeah. I I used to me and my buddies made the same commercials, but we we had we did Sonic and Mario versions uh-huh. of those commercials because PlayStation was the new kid in town. So we're like, fuck this guy. Let's yeah. make our own commercials of Sonic and Mario. So we actually. There's footage of me out there, my buddy pretending to be Sonic and Mario. Terrific. It's it's so fucking great. Put them up. (laughs) Dude, Crash Bandicoot was... I'm going to go crazy underrated because that was on that PS1 demo disc that was yellow and tie-dye. And of all the games on that disc, it was like 20... I I can't remember how many games. I played the shit out of that. I got that game. And... um, I didn't get an N64 till later, but that was the first 3D game where I felt like, wow, this controls really well, but it's yep. also really tough. Is that the and same I, disc that had Wipeout on it? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I had that, yep. Yeah. And it was one of those games where I was like, 
this is like a really good controlling like so many 3d games suck dick yeah so bad that one i felt controlled better and honestly it's controversial i i like the control in that game better than super mario 64 because it just felt a little tighter in the way mm-hmm. it controlled um and honestly nobody ever calls that game overrated yeah. Like, no one talks shit on that game. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it's underappreciated for... They were going up against a juggernaut in, in Nintendo. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it didn't live up to Super Mario standards or Mario standards, mm-hmm. but... But even background-wise, like, board-wise, everything was beautiful. The color was great. Like, the, mm-hmm. the... Especially the 3D maps as you're running with, like, the logs and jumping over everything. Like, the mapping all was smooth. It all went with you. You had the little tiki guy just following you around. Yeah, like it it, was it, the environments felt way more busy than yeah. most N64 games. Like, there yep. was so much going on. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't and... throw a penguin off a cliff, but you can't <laughs> yeah. throw a penguin off a cliff. Exactly. We all threw that penguin off that oh, cliff. Oh, yeah, that's why that penguin existed. <laughs> we all still do. Yep. But it's, uh, yeah, for me, it's definitely underrated because it just, it's underappreciated for a time of when it came out and what it could do and how tight those controls were. How right. just fun the game was, which is what's most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd almost say it would be overrated until the Insane Trilogy and Four, which our buddy Bladebar worked on. Yeah, Bladebar. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So yeah. with those, like, it's like they've had a return to form after, like, they kind of had like a drop off in like the PS2 era. Sure. So you could be like, all right, the first two are good in team racing, and then blah. But no, it's I'd say in general the series is probably overrated or underrated. Yeah, yeah. Get your shit right, Jim. I concur. <laughs> so yeah let us know in the comments below if you guys think it's overrated underrated and keep in mind it's the entire franchise like jim um but yeah with that jim do you have any other topics we want to hit off of no i think we're good all right so pat dan you guys plug, plug away anything you want to throw out there I mean, you got your new show on what is it again? CBS. <laughs> That's yeah, all the bad Star Trek kind of shit. No. <laughs> I mean, just check us out on YouTube if you haven't seen our channel. It's YouTube.com/slash/consolewars. We're on all the social medias: uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I also have a podcast. I do too, um, a movie podcast where I compare old movies and their remakes, called Retro versus Remake. You can also find that on YouTube, iTunes, um, what is that thing that all my Spotify. friends listen to? Yes, that's my thing my friends yeah. listen to. I've been drinking a little bit. Uh, yeah, yep. so if you like movies and comparisons, we don't necessarily like choose a winner, but we always decide, should this remake exist? That's kind of the goal of that one. So the last episode we did was Mulan. So Poor bastards. So there you go <laughs> if you want to hear what our opinions about Mulan. And we got the Halloween episode coming up. About the Halloween movies, so uh-huh. that's an interesting one because kind of tight. Just, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. So I'll just leave that out there. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'll uh, I'll throw out uh, my website for uh, anybody in the tri-state area. Got a clothing line. It's uh, DKNJ. It's D E C A Y N J dot com. It's all uh, kind of Jersey themed with a horror, video game, comic book touch to it all. Uh, we also have uh, the Console Wars face masks, hoodies, and t-shirts available on that website. Yeah, so all the links for all that will be below. 
And with that, guys, we want to say thank you for sticking with us. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, on iTunes. Give us a rating of five, even if you want to blast us in the comments. <laughs> we'll, we'll read them, talk about them. But with that, we want to say thank you again. And, and thank you to you guys for coming on once again. Hey, Some of our favorite was, people uh, out there. Always, always appreciated. One more Absolutely. shot, right? No? No. Jim, are no, you doing you. another one? Jim, no. don't be a bitch. Tomorrow's going to be bad enough. All right. So with that, guys, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Pat and Dan. Have a good night and cheers. 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 cheers.